Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Mackenzie Belcastro here with me. Mackenzie is a novelist and the co-founder of The Saturday Social, which is an event for creators and entrepreneurs in Toronto. She's passionate about helping young artists tap into and unleash their inner gifts. And I'm so excited to have Mackenzie on the show today because we talk about so many things around letting go of fear of judgment, stepping into your power, unleashing your gifts, listening to your intuition, and so much more. And it's really interesting because Mackenzie and I discovered that we have a very similar experience growing up and feeling like really shy and you know, quiet and kind of like in our own shell. And it's really interesting um, discovering that and talking through that and talking about that in this episode and how each of us have overcome that and what we've learned from it. So you are going to love this episode and it'll probably spark a fire under your bootay. So when you listen, please make sure that you tag me on Instagram. Let me know at The Spiritual Boss Babe. And if you're loving the podcast, as always, your feedback, your support is so appreciated. So please leave us a review on iTunes and make sure you check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Mackenzie after the show. So without further ado, let's welcome Mackenzie on to the show. Welcome, Mackenzie. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I can't wait for you to dive into all the magic that you're going to share with us today. I'm so excited. I honestly am so excited to talk to you. I'm <laughs> really grateful, like I said to you. And yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, same here. I know we're going to get to a lot of things. I would love to hear um, first opening it up with, you know, because a lot of listeners are on the path of spiritual awakening, of living out their purpose, mm-hmm. turning their dreams to their reality. And I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey and what led you to starting your soul-centered business and living your purpose and helping and serving others in the way that you do today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the brunt or the biggest shift that I've had recently is really shifting into a coaching space. So I recently finished um, my accreditation with coaching, which has been really good because um, in essence, the community that I'm serving is other artists, other creatives, and that the reason behind that is I personally, as somebody who's now a writer and who's um, managed to do well for herself, I went through a period of time that was very dark, I would say. So post-college, it was, you know, taking the first job that came to me because it's that scarcity mindset of okay, um, have to have a job, have to, which makes sense financially speaking, but at the same time, it led me to um, a job that didn't fit. Mm. 
And because of that, I ended up in like a totally unaligned space. So it was an administrative job just um, at, at a good company, but even still, it's when it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. And it really affected me on really all the levels, physical, mental, emotional. I think it's because we're, we're, we're holistic humans. So yeah, it really tied all of that together in a negative sense. So when I ended up, and I'm sure we'll get into all the other stuff and into the nitty gritty, but when I ended up writing and, and finding how to do that, all I wanted at that point in time, and I kept finding myself in these conversations, which is really what made me be like, all right, like you got to go here because you're consistently having this conversation with people on Instagram about how they can do it too and how it's not just you because people would say to me, oh, well, that's great for you. You want, like, you, you can quote unquote uh, do that thing. And I'm like, oh my God, no, like, uh, like I'm really the same. And it just took X, Y, and Z. And then I was like, all right, this is something. And I want to help other people do that too for themselves and empower them. So. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome that you've pursued that and listened to that inner calling. Oh yeah. It was scary. It's, I mean, it was so scary <laughs> because you, you can't, you judge yourself. And especially for me, like I'm only in my mid twenties, so I'll be 27 in August. And with that age comes a lot of fear of being too young and mm-hmm. in judging this and judging yourself for that. Um, but I, what really helped, And I think what helps everyone is having people in your life who can reflect what you're scared of and, and then almost showing how it's, it's not valid. So I started meeting a lot of friends in the coaching space who were my age. And, and no, it maybe people did say, Oh, you know, they're not valid because of their age, which you still hear a lot with coaching. Yeah. But it's kind of like, who cares? Like <laughs> when you actually do it, if you're providing value, then you have to, then you can realize like, it doesn't matter what the naysayers say, because at the end of the day, they're, they're not your target. And there's always going to be people who judge you. So that was a huge thing to let go. And That's such a good point, like to drive home for everyone <laughs> listening. It doesn't matter what the naysayers say. Literally, it's like about you expressing your truth and what you want to share and create and put out into the world and knowing that the right people are going to resonate. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's interesting too, when you realize that, um, in fact, all of the negative voices in your head actually aren't yours. And, um, because that was like, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. The, the limiting beliefs came from, so it took a lot of meditation really for me to even realize that those limiting beliefs weren't my own and that they came from people in my life and realizing, okay, that's fine because they don't get it. Like they're not on this path and it just, it doesn't matter. So yeah. Huge. Yeah. Was that like a big part of you really like, is that something that you help others with too? Like as far as the, the limiting beliefs and stuff? Mm-hmm. I think there's, I mean, it, they're so, prevalent um especially i find in like the art space because i think when you think about the typical artists they're very sensitive and usually that's why they're really good at Mm. drawing on their empathy to create something that's unique and beautiful and true to themselves but because of that sensitivity you encounter it so often where it's like especially with social media which i find really difficult like with instagram there's so much pressure on creators to you know have high engagement and I've just talked to so many girls who are like, I'm about to quit. Like I, I can't do this. And there's put so much on themselves. And I'm like, but it's not about 
it's not about that. Um, this is why you think you can't do the thing that you can do. Like, and, and then just getting to the root of what it actually is. Cause it's usually not Instagram, but that's usually the first symptom that shows up. Wow. That's interesting. And so you help, what kind of artists do you mainly work with? Uh, writers mostly because it's what I most core, like core identify with. However, because I'm still new, I have taken on trial clients in the painting space um, because I've been very exposed to that world as well, just through, um, I don't know if like, if this is typical, but probably I, as like a creator, I don't really discriminate between mediums at the end of the day. Yeah. My, my best friends are a lot of my best friends are painters which like again it's just a medium of expression so you could call podcasting a super creative which it is yeah I believe believe our our our, our business in general like if you're in like the like anything like expressing your story your message your Mm -hmm. lessons yourself in whatever way is Mm -hmm. your art your business is your art in my opinion Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just use that word because it's a word that resonates with me. So, um, and also because I think um, it might resonate with the people that I think that I would vibe best with. So Mm -hmm. that's why I use particular terms and especially speaking on like your show on like a spiritual realm to use words like that I know will keep people who aren't meant for me away like alchemy mm-hmm. and medicine and all of these words like that won't attract a certain crowd and that's perfect because I don't want to not that I don't want to help them I, I wish yeah. them to find the right help from the right person and that's yeah probably me, so. so have you always been into spirituality and intuition and like energy stuff like what's your story your journey around that mm-hmm. and um, did, it, did you also like have a time when you felt like you were staying in the spiritual closet and scared to come out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's a good that's a really funny and good question um it's probably not funny I just think it's funny but um, <laughs> um okay so n- absolutely no to number one which means yes to number two so no I definitely wasn't always identifying as spiritual I grew up in I think like a lot of people in North America with um you know a traditional religious household so my dad was sort of like the Uh, he was like brought up Catholic but he didn't really believe in or like fully believe in Catholicism so he would be like yeah let's go to church like sometimes and so we had this weird kind of typical uh what do they call it like yeah whatever that term where you only go to church on Christmas and Easter Mm -hmm. so that was kind of my upbringing and my exposure to anything spiritual and I actually did go to a Catholic school but again none of that resonated with me and it still doesn't like churches I love the smell of incense but churches other like other than that like the church smell (laughs) um but yeah so it actually in terms of spirituality that really came about when I feel like I had I think I might just be like a really old soul because I had like a quarter life crisis at 21 and I don't know how difficult that is. But when I was like going through my shit, I was, I was really young, but I just knew, and I've been sort of existential my whole life, like probably since elementary school, honestly. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, this is a little side tangent, but did you ever think about space when you were a young person and feel scared of it? Like outer space? I feel like I always had really deep like thoughts and I knew that there was way more like out there or around me than what I saw but I didn't always like get it or understand it I didn't see things personally or anything like that Mm -hmm. I just felt like there was more out there than many people were aware of yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I think probably my mind was there, but like you kind of mentioned closeted. So I didn't even know how to express that stuff. And all I thought was like scared, which is kind of sad for a young kid. But I just remember lying in bed at night being like, oh my God, we're so small and this earth is so, or this <laughs> universe is so big. And so what's yeah. the point? And like, yeah. Really, that's like, you know, the thoughts of like a grade three-er, which is like a eight year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very strange mind, but, um, but as to like actual um, spirituality and where I've kind of come to now, which isn't necessarily um, firm beliefs in anything, but rather an openness to um, mystery and, and all that I have been learning um, really came at, when I was going through this phase of not liking my job and getting to, I don't, I, I'm trying to remember what it was that actually, oh, it was a podcast. It was a podcast that actually opened the door for me. Wow. Yeah, it was, and I didn't, I have no idea. You know how you can just like find through the final different podcasts. And mm-hmm. I think I was listening to Tim Ferriss's, so it shouldn't have actually led me to, <laughs> <laughs> to that, but it did. And, um, and so I started listening to this show and just something within whoever show it was just really resonated with me and and so all of a sudden I find myself down the rabbit hole of a few podcasts and in trying out meditation for the first time and as a as a person who would identify as more anxious prone it was so powerful and to go and experience and then I was in this space where I had found a meditation class and I just started going like as much as I could and I found a really cheap class which is really good for a young person who doesn't have a lot of money um and I became like addicted it was like I think something that really attracted me really to spirituality was um the community that existed um because I think what I was really feeling is I felt like I'd outgrown every single community that I was in and I just like didn't fit anywhere Mm. and once I found these classes where people were coming together to meditate and do yoga I was like oh my gosh I I like to be here and that means wow so you kind of like started finding more community yeah yeah which is a huge thing I I think it really makes or breaks how you how you feel in this in this life in your existence yeah that's a big reason why I started my community Mm. because I was like I know there's more women out there that are into spirituality and like expanding their mind and it can feel kind of lonely for people at times when you don't have that community like you were saying yeah yeah and I think it's it's so funny that you asked about the closeted feeling because I was just talking to a friend about this last night and he was asking me a very similar question and um and I still honestly like so I wasn't living in Toronto at that point in time I'd I was so when I left um I left my other job. I went and I did my master's and that was abroad. So I was actually living in Europe. So when I came back to Toronto, I didn't, I felt like once again, I was like, oh my God, forced to like be myself or this new self that I peeled back and uncovered or which is really just who I always was. And it was just very much trapped underneath a lot of layers. Um, But when I got here, it was, I mean, there is my old, friends and I kind of fell into that group again and I had my I remember because I came back right around my birthday and I had all these girls which are amazing ladies but after my birthday I was like oh I didn't feel that good like I it was fine but I feel like I just like 
just like slept all those like layers back onto myself. And it, and so at that, that was like another whole piece of like calling community within my own city and also being like, you know how it's easier to like say things to someone you don't know, but then it's so much harder to c- come out as yourself or really, yeah, just yourself in in a space where people that, you know, might not get it. And I definitely have friends who don't get it. And so we just don't talk about it. Um, and all that those friends will say to me, which is really funny, they're just like, you changed. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's okay if they don't get it too. Yeah. 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 So I was in the closet, I think, for a little bit. Um, with respect to all that because again right when I got back I was just like scared I didn't know if I would be accepted as I was and I'd already like kind of changed my career path because I started freelance writing at that point in time so I'd like I didn't want to like when I think about it it's like people really don't care about you that much. Like when, yeah. when I, cause you know, you get in your head, Oh my God, what are people going to think? Yeah. Well, they're not thinking about you. Like they're thinking, thinking about, about them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so true. And it's just, and you kind of realize that too. And you're like, how much do I spend time thinking about other people and judging them? None. Mm-hmm. So, well, maybe some people do, but like <laughs> they have their own issues to deal yeah. with. But, so realizing that and then realizing like we talked about like, also, I don't want those people in my life if they're going to judge me for who, yeah. I, who I really am. And I'm trying to think if I even lost any friends. And I did distance. I mean, yeah. I lost. I lost. A, a I feel like years. that happens sometimes when you're well, when you're growing and you're going through these big spiritual awakenings. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really always look at it necessarily as losing friends. It's kind of like some people just kind of fall away or yes. just kind of go into an outer circle of mm-hmm. your connections and yeah. is close. And sometimes you might lose touch altogether or not resonate or yeah. block them out of your life. I blocked people out of my life a couple times too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Especially when you talk about dating and all that stuff. Oh yeah. And it's just a whole other world and, and it gets hard and you're like, Oh my gosh, now I have to look, I'm already looking for all of this and now I have to look for this too. And just, it's a whole other thing, but yeah, definitely. It's, it's, but it's all for the best. It's all for the best because then you come and you end up, having these friendships that are so much richer than the ones that you had had before and and you realize like oh I don't because I thought that I was just the most introverted weirdest alien <laughs> that existed and and that I couldn't have friends like I didn't think that there's a space for me to have friends mm. which is so sad I know I've felt similar things that is isn't it? It's yeah. and you just want to like hug people. Well, now I just want to be in that. <laughs> oh my god! I just want to hug you because, of course, you're not the only person who feels that way, and uh, like for sure not. And and it and it's really just beautiful. I think, and there's such an inner peace that comes with being like, oh my god, I'm releasing all of that, mm-hmm. I'm releasing that fear, and just gonna be myself. And yeah, do you have any like tangible things that you've done to release fear? That's a good question. Um, honestly, talk. So I think, again, I really believe in the power of community. So I think that having people around you. So during that period of time, I grew what is now my best friend. Um, like, I mean, we became best friends. Like I grew that friendship. Um, and so I really believe that 
since becoming so close with her and talking all the time and, and actually telling her my fears because my issue and maybe uh, some of the listeners can resonate with this but like my issues had been keep everything to yourself like this is like shadowy stuff coming up like don't don't be a burden on other people and like peeling that stuff back too because I think a lot of where fears and shames and all that stuff comes from is usually a lot deeper yeah and you can get to the core of that you can look at it see where it's come from meditate I mean there's so many meditations out there that are literally about like um I don't know what you believe actually with respect to this but um with respect to like rebuilding neural pathways and so if you've been in a lot of um if you've grown up in a difficult household or you just like me or it wasn't a difficult household I just felt and I'm still called in my family the weird one so I was mm. kind of always like the black sheep which is also very difficult so I think if you're trying to release fears you have to first of all know where they stem from yeah and it's probably not again that surface level thing it's probably going to take you getting into like almost like a theta brain state wave to really get into um finding and, and dragging up those old memories of when you first felt uncomfortable to be yourself and then addressing that and like That's, learning the lesson from that yeah yeah learning learning where it came from so that you can release it because I think if you don't really know why you always felt like again this is my experience so of course mm-hmm. everyone's going to be different but I think yeah. I, like I always I just like was always I mean, I'm still very soft-spoken, but I think growing up, I was just so quiet. Like, I, I can remember and I can pull up these memories now that are just, like, they're not painful anymore because I've dealt with them. But mm-hmm. there are certain memories that I have from, like, high school of just, you know, sitting at a lunch table with a ton of girls and not talking. Like, oh, my God. I have the same memory. I'm not even joking. I literally remember this time at the lunch table when I wondered to myself, why am I so mute? And I just didn't get it, but I felt totally mute. Like I couldn't talk. Yeah. Wow. And how did you deal with that? I, I thought that there was something wrong with me, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand. I just felt like I was not physically able to talk. Like I was afraid to talk because I was afraid of like people being mean to me, which they were actually even more mean, even also because I was so quiet. Same. And so then I didn't really know what to do. And I guess I thought that it was safer just to not talk and kind of just Mm -hmm. like be in the background. But I freaking hated when people called me shy and people have called me shy all the way up until like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people still do. I cannot fucking stand it. It triggers the shit out of me. I'm like, (laughs) do not call me shy. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, I, not that there's anything wrong with being shy. I just, yeah. People don't get it too. There's a difference between, because I think, again, speaking for myself, what bothers me about that word is you're insinuating that I have something that I um, am, am uncomfortable with sharing with you. But the fact is that you might just be a more introverted person. Exactly. It's more, more kind of... And again, I don't want to sound like hoity-toity, but you might be more like philosophical in your way <laughs> of being in this world, which is just you're thinking a lot. You're, you're there's a, a huge and a really rich inner world, which I think is very. I mean, probably every single person who would identify as spiritual has that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, people who 
think out loud. And it's just really almost a different way of, uh, of, of being. And I think we're actually kind of built this way too. So like some people think out loud, some people think in, internally. So when you call me shy, what are you saying? Like, that's sort of my question. Like, are you saying that to put me down or are you saying that? Like, cause it's about the intention. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I think when I was, and maybe for you, I'm actually curious for you, but for me growing up, whenever that word was used, so again, to like kind of get to the root of it, it was like, uh, I had this guy say to me once, he was a friend and he was like, so much, so many more people would like you if you weren't so shy. And I was wow. like, I've never forgotten that. And I was like, I mean, it's kind of con- like, it's not even the worst thing to say. Like now I'm like mm-hmm. true, because yeah. if I had just spoken up a little bit more, probably people would have known who I was, but yeah, but it's, it is a hard word. I think when you kind of look at like, did you, do you remember any times when people called you? Actually, there was a time that, um, well, I remember there was one time where like, one of my friends in school said that someone else, some other girl didn't like me because I was too too quiet. Mm. And then I think like there was this time um, maybe when I was doing my fitness stuff in like, I don't know, 2014-ish, where uh, like one of the instructors that was like teaching she said something in front of the whole class and she goes, Oh, you know, Stephanie is a little quiet or shy, like in front of the whole class. Like I forget why, but she was kind of playful about it, but it got me so mad. Mm -hmm. I remember like on the lunch break, I was like, and I think I said something out loud. Like when she said that, I was like, no, I'm not (laughs) like, I think I, it it really bothered me. I was like, I don't know. Just like, why do you need to say that is Mm -hmm. what I thought. And Why so, as you can tell, it's apparently it still does bother me a little. Like if someone said okay. that, I'll be like, ah, that's okay. You know, you're very aware of it now. So now you can, yeah. well, whatever you choose to. Yeah. It, I but. mean, it's just a judgment again. It's just like mm-hmm. someone like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if that's your perception, whatever, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. my being quiet makes you uncomfortable because for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Isn't it so interesting when you have two quote unquote quieter people come together? I realized this with one of my one of my really good friends now actually is somebody who in high school now he's one of my friends. He's a painter, and he also went through. And I won't get into too much, but he also had a um, a difficult time in high school, and he. And uh, like, I actually didn't know him and he probably didn't know me because we were both mm-hmm. so tucked inside, but now we're mm-hmm. such good friends and really? like, talk about so much. And, and, and any, I also realized like uh, that situation in high school, I feel like I also create, like, I feel like I created that, like by tucking myself in so much again, it really prevented people from knowing who I was. Cause like totally. now I think of this friend and like, we could have been such good friends and had such a good experience, but uh, for whatever reason, we didn't feel safe to be ourselves. Yeah. That's really what it all comes down to is feeling safe to be yourself. That like yeah. sums it up right there. Yeah. It's, it's such a, um, I think it's so interesting. I don't, are you into human design by any chance? Yes. I just started getting into the rabbit, going down the rabbit hole a little bit mm. with that. I am a generator six two Ooh. hermit role model. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. You or are role model hermit the other way around. Yeah. Role model. Her- okay. I, th- six two. I, 
I think I have a lot of mentors who are who are that. Um, really? Just thinking, I'm like, probably, yeah. Like, <laughs> t- I can think of two men right now that have been like very, like a big impact in my life and I'm pretty sure they have that energy too. Wow. Yeah, generator energy. But that's, a th- well, I, how rare, do you know how rare your your type is? I think it's pretty common. It's like it's one, of the, common. one of the most common, yeah. Generators are definitely the most common, that's most of I the thought. population, yeah. That's but as far as like the 6-2, I don't really know, like, Okay, interesting. Yeah, I asked because um, uh, I'm I am the projector type, and so I was, I've had mm. discussions with uh, human design uh, readers uh, in the past few weeks. I would say, and like they're they're actually talking about how it's far less common, and so this is why you don't, or this is one reason why you may not have identified with like traditional society, etc. Growing up, so. Um, I mean, obviously there's so many reasons, but that's, that just like made me think of it because if you're, if you just operate in any way that's different from the larger society, then you're going to be a minority. But the beautiful thing is when you come to that, the minority is usually like a leader of some sort, even if it's Mm. a quieter leader. That's what I found anyway, a lot of people. Yeah. That's so interesting. So going on your um, spiritual journey and you're getting into meditation and yoga and all that stuff, has that, how has that like opened up or impacted or strengthened your like spiritual gifts, your intuition, your purpose? Mm. Uh, So purpose, intuition, I mean, all of, all of them, all of the above, they've all, they've all strengthened so much to the point where, like my like intuition I feel like I can hear it like have you again, always I, been really intuitive that's the thing it's like I I can't imagine that I would it, probably however I don't think I ever listened to it or heard mm. it um because when I think like if I listened to it then I probably would have just operated differently as younger as a younger person um and so I couldn't have, I, I don't think, because I probably wouldn't have ended up in this job and I would have like heard that thing that was saying in like, um, in like my core, like don't do that. And I would have listened to it. So maybe I was, but I just didn't respect it. And at this point in time, every single time that I listened to it and it's, it's almost my, I mean, I guess some people will just say it's your own voice in your head telling you uh, what's right. Or maybe it's, I mean, the cool thing, again, about human design is that they talk about all the different ways in which this may present in your body. So it might feel like that gut thing, or it might feel like a voice in your head. And for me, it feels like a voice in my head that's like, do this thing. Um, And every time that I listen to it, things flow in a way that I, it's almost like uh, really like otherworldly because I'm like, if I, whenever I try and I push so hard and other things, like I was... Um, in content creation for a while and it was so I mean it was so much better than like other jobs that I'd had which were like in an office and which never would have worked yeah. but but even with that one it just it wasn't right and I had, felt like I had to put so much energy into it and not that I think when you listen to your intuition you tap into this source of energy that it, it fuels it fuels you and you just don't feel tired like I've been on this like 14 hour a day, like it's 
maybe not that healthy, but for the past few days, I've been like working, 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 but I'm so energized and I feel so pumped and I'm like voicing my best friend and I'm like, oh my God, like you'll like, and I'm just like, and you get in that like space and I only ever get there when I listen to what my intuition is telling me to do. Mm-hmm. So it's been so, so impactful. So I don't, but I don't think I listened to it when I was younger. Yeah. How do you like, how do you recommend other, like, how do you recommend others like begin to listen to their intuition more? or strengthen it. Mm-hmm. I I really believe that it comes from that self-reflective space, just mm-hmm. giving yourself space. Um, for example, uh, very tangibly this morning, um, this is not the best habit that I have, but sometimes when I work out, I'll also be on Instagram and it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, but I'm trying to multitask and then, you know, but today I didn't do any of that and I really just allowed my, my mind to have that space and like so much came through with respect to like here's how I want to like I'm getting very excited about Pinterest as a platform so I um all of these ideas came like here's how you can like word this or word that and here's like somebody that you want to speak to and so much came just because I had time for silence and probably movement did something there too but I yeah the silence, the gap, which we are lacking so much in our fast paced society. And without that, how do you hear yourself and your thoughts? Mm-hmm. So is that through like specific kind of meditation that you do or like how um, do you tap into that mm-hmm. silence personally? Yeah. So again, I, I write. So for me, that's okay. very, I love writing too, like automatic writing too. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, I think, um, I think that's kind of how my book got started, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. So I honestly, either writing, this is going to sound a little weird too, but since I'm so well acquainted with voice noting my close friends I will get in that space where if I'm too tired you know and you're in bed and you're like oh god I just don't want to move my hand across the page I'm so <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know I need to talk to myself in in, the, in some facet I'll just voice voice on myself like voice memo on my phone just speak into it and just say whatever it is I need to say and usually it's kind of like how people pray I guess mm. like the technological way of, of praying because you can also listen back which is yeah I like that idea yeah and it's again it's you're giving yourself that space because when you're doing that you're in dialogue with yourself and mm-hmm. there's nothing else entering it and I really believe but in terms of meditation as you asked um I actually, I really like, um, I really like gong meditation. I, there's something about it that really, really resonates with me. So basically all that is, is it's not guided, which some people like guided. Sometimes I find like uh, visualization I find very powerful, but if somebody's guiding me too much, maybe it's not like intuitive part of me that's like getting like fed up. It's like, just can you listen to the space and like not listen to this person's voice right now? Mm. So really like the, um, like um, like the ambient music that comes yeah. up with, and then with like the gong, there's something so soothing about that. Even if it's not obviously a gong in your home, but it's mm-hmm. just your insight timer, which is the app that I use or whatever app that you prefer. Okay, so it's just silence, complete silence with the gong. And like um, like that very okay, okay. kind of like binaural beats. I, I love binaural beats and um, sounds of nature with like the Tibetan flute. Mm, oh my god, that sounds beautiful. Have you ever been to Tibet? 
Mm-mm. I would love to go. Me neither, but I would just mm-hmm. absolutely love to go yeah. uh, as a side note. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, explore, I would say, and, and play and see what suits you because what suits one person, it's like, it's like what you eat almost. I mean, it's actually very similar to that. It's like whatever suits you is probably going to be very different than what suits me or than mm-hmm. suits you, Stephanie. So it's, I think that's fun too. Like there's, and I think a lot of people start with like guided, um, which makes so much sense. And again, I definitely, there's some guided that I love. That's how like I started I, too. Did you? Yep. Did you? Yeah, I love, I really do love visualization though, because I think it's really powerful, especially if you're trying to get clarity on mm-hmm. where you're going um, or just figure out what you want, which I think is really the biggest part to clarity. Like, what do I actually want right now? So mm-hmm. kind of walking through your ideal day is something yeah. I've done a lot. And I found that so powerful. Yeah. How do you um, tell the difference between like your intuition and like, do you have, do you ever struggle like trusting it? Like, how do you tell the difference between if it's your intuition or just something your mind's making up or something that you're scared about personally? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your take on that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, if I'm like, I think it's really looking at, um, because yeah, you can have like, let's say a voice in your head telling you not to do something. And mm-hmm. I think if, for example, if you're going to do a speaking gig or something, which a few years ago I did, I did like probably a bigger one. And like the, of course, like naturally, like the months before my mind was like, nah, don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Like stay safe. (laughs) But I think if you can really look at the voice in your head and be like, why is it coming right now? Like what is almost like, what's the energy behind it? Like, is it a fear-based one or is it, um, or is it like a voice of truth, which might sound a little heady, but it's, there's, there is like, if you can really just be honest with yourself, probably there's, there is a part of you that knows I'm trying to play small because mm-hmm. playing small is something I've done in the past and it feels safe. And, and this other one, probably the one that makes you scared is actually the one that you should listen to because it's probably trying to push you to where you should actually be and where your like soul's purpose actually is and that is scary because that's a like that's that's where you're growing and expanding and and yeah it's scary because again again for me it just brings up like fear of judgment oh my god Mm -hmm. what are they all gonna think but I think you really know I don't know if there's like a very tangible way to explain that but I think just asking yourself maybe just dissecting it again and just mm-hmm. either writing it out and, and trying to get to the root of where that voice or what it's trying to tell you. And I, I would hope that most people would be able to tell the difference between that. I yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely like a check-in kind of thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Because you don't want to be <clears throat> listening to the voice that's just telling you to play small because mm-hmm. <laughs> life is way too, too short. I mean, even if we have multiple lives yeah i do gut checks too like how does this feel in my body Mm, that's beautiful does it feel lighter or does it feel heavier Mm, yeah they expand or contract sort of yeah yeah that's actually a really good point that was how i knew that social media content creation was dying for me okay somebody came to me (laughs) around the end and they're like hey can you take on 
like uh, this one client and all I thought was contraction. And I was yeah. like, oh, dear God, I don't want to do that. Okay. So yeah, that's definitely, I felt that in many ways, like certain times when it came to business, when it came to dating people and mm-hmm. like, and there were, there were times where of course, like I didn't want to listen to it because whatever, you know, of course, but it's always that, like that, con- that restrictive, like feeling is like mm-hmm. never fucking lies. It just, it's always, that's, that's such a good point. It's funny. But yeah, totally. There's definitely times where you don't want to listen to that, especially with dating. Like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's such a good one. I, I, I actually was talking to my friend about that, the expansion versus contraction. And I know some people do like those, um, what are those like kind of like tasks? Like, did you just lean in or did your body just lean out? Which is basically the same is thing. Is it like the psych K? Yes. 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 Which I don't know that much about, but I just started to hear about it. And I, yeah. It's so interesting. Do you know? I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah. Just that, that you're, it's like muscle testing, like that your yeah. body knows yeah, I think things. So fascinating. So fascinating. I, I would actually love to learn more about that. But Yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I was looking into it for a little bit too myself and like thinking like, oh, that's something really cool to learn mm-hmm. more about. Yeah, I've heard it's very helpful. Like with at least the people who have like gone into it have just said that it's been very impactful for them. So Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Really cool. yeah. Was there another question that I missed? I don't think so. I just about intuition, like how you tell the difference and how you tell not tell the difference. And then last thing I want to you to riff on <laughs> is like what is your take on like really people showing up more in their gifts, like on another level? Like do, in your experience, do you have a lot of people come to you that are playing safe and you help them kind of step more into it by stepping more into who they are. I don't know if that question makes sense. But. Yeah. So let me see where I can go with that. So that, um, I, I think really like we kind of sort of touched on earlier. Like I think a lot of people have, and again, however it is that you want to take that word gifts, whether you're talking about spiritual gifts and you want to kind of shift more into your spirituality or whether you're talking about your artistic gifts or your business mm-hmm. gifts or whatever, uh, where it is that you have talent, I think there's naturally going to be, if you're, if you're not, if you didn't grow up in a household where, where you're going or where you're kind of should be going, where your soul is going, was not reflected back to you. Um, in the sense that your parents either are just very different people or um, they're very similar to you, but they never went where they, like, let's say they ought to have gone to have been Mm -hmm. the most expanded in their life, then I think it's very difficult and very scary because you, unless you have, um, unless you have mentors, which I think is a huge thing and it shifted so much for me to just, and that's not a very like formal process, like, hey, can you be my mentor? But it's like, you know, emailing people, unless you have those, like what I would almost have, like those people who are 10 to 20 years ahead of you who who are really modeling it to you, it's gonna be so scary and it's gonna seem impossible to to achieve that and you're gonna be able to constantly um, create excuses in your head for why you can't do this thing oh it's impossible because we're different in this way or like look at that person they must have had like a silver spoon in their mouth growing up or like all Mm -hmm. of these things so I think it's so powerful to 
to meet people, to read about people. I spent probably a year when I was shifting into writing, reading letters of of writers like that because a long time ago they used to write books of what or they like collated like these books of letters that writers would send to each other and I knew intentionally going into that I need it to really cement in my brain how it is that these people started because not of course what I'm thinking which like instinctively is wrong and and it's not that they started with I mean some probably had parents in that realm but most didn't and most struggled and most went through so much and you have to find that point of relation because mm-hmm. otherwise it's too easy to be like I it's not possible for me so I think when people when people say that to me if they're not working with me it's kind of hard because I'm like oh my god let me just tell you about this book I read but it's not really sinking in so I think like to when you like when you work with people you can be like okay tell me exactly where it is that you're at right now um tell me what it is that's coming up for you where you're scared who you're most inspired by okay let me get back to you with things that you need to consume because that's really going to change your mindset with respect to um what's possible for you because you need to see it modeled I, I i believe you need to see it both modeled and then you need to take action and it's a combination of the two mm-hmm. in order to see that shift and what's possible for you so. like learning from others who've been there before yeah totally and just again seeing seeing that um seeing that it's possible and being able to dialogue and building um like it's beautiful your community and i think it's beautiful and very powerful to have it in person um which is kind of why i started with my my girlfriend and event series in toronto because Mm -hmm. for us both we are both like you know very much online but it's so powerful to have people in your city come together once twice three times a year and have that exchange of oh like here's what I'm doing am I crazy no like here's what I'm doing and like it's yeah. so, it sounds almost like of course you're not crazy but it's it's easy to think that when you don't when you're like surrounded by uh traditional pathers or yeah. like whatever so what are your events like so they are basically a speaking series and we do panels and then also fireside chats and generally the fireside chat is what people like the best because that's where we get to sit down with someone who is um it's almost like podcast style where it's like someone that people are viewing as successful within our city and asking them in more depth how it is that they got to there or Mm -hmm. if we have a specific topic or theme it's like can you talk to us about money or can you talk to us about this because we need to have that again that expansion of mind Mm -hmm. um but our our events honestly usually aren't themed it's very much we're pulling um either creators or uh, like very specifically creatives or like business builders which are like you said also very creative um we're pulling from those groups within Toronto different across different sectors because again we've realized it's not about what it is you're specifically doing it's about your mindset so we actually have people coming in who are from all different industries which is really cool because we've been able to facilitate collaboration in ways that people wouldn't expect mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's a group of I mean roughly it's it's, it's a small size event like 50 people that come out and it's for a it's for approximately half to two thirds of a day, which uh, we're we're starting. We well, when before COVID happened, we were yeah. to expand that, so it would have been longer. Um, but yeah, it's predominantly people sharing That's who they awesome. are. Yeah. What's your big vision with everything that you're doing? Um, so, with respect to, well, I guess 
what I feel like I need to be doing on this earth is, is both creating from, from like this vessel, like creating my work, which I write fiction. And then also to use everything that I'm learning while I'm doing that to empower people to do Mm. whatever that means for them in their own, in their own way, because um, it's not just about what I can put out into the world and not just about like what I can achieve, which is, I think something that a lot of people come to, like a lot of, um, a lot of people who have like been able to do what it is that they want to do. Like basically as soon as I got my book published, I was like, all right, sweet. Now I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this because I, I love it and it lights me up and it's definitely 50% of what I'm meant to do. But the other 50% is like, now I'm helping people because yeah. I just, I know it's possible. And so I know that, Again, I'm having these conversations with people for a reason, and I really, really, really want to. I just want people to be happy and, and do and do what their what their gifts um, are kind of calling for them to do. Yeah. And so that comes through a few different brackets of like in person events and then one on ones and and yeah, and then just like regular old social media and, and websites yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, that's it's awesome. It's so important for all of us to shine our light in whatever way. And it's so beautiful seeing how you're doing it mm-hmm. and inspiring others to do the same too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So thank, thank you. you for doing your amazing work and thank, thank you for sharing so much of your magic on here and your story and all the gold. So is there anything else that you feel called to share with everyone or, and also where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah. Well, again, I mean, I guess just finally, there's nothing that you really can't do. I really believe that. And I don't mean that in like a Disney way. Like, of course, whatever you want to do, it's going to take a lot of work, but you can do it. And just because there's work involved, it's, just part of the path so I think that's important to know and to let it sink in and just know that you're so powerful and that really you can do whatever it is that you want to do and again I really believe that and of course some people are harder uh some people it will be harder for just because of um things that exist within their lives but I I do deeply, deeply believe that. Um, And then in terms of finding me, I'm at Mac Bell Castro on Instagram. And then my website, which is basically the hub of everything. So where you can find the portal to events and all of that stuff, even virtual events now, which is what something I'm doing. Which Uh, is awesome. mm, Thanks. Yeah, I, I... that was like an intuitive thing. I was like, Oh my God, I need to do this. I want to do this so badly. I'm like, why am I not doing this? I can't do yeah. um, so <laughs> that. So is all at uh, my full name. So Mackenzie Belcastro.com. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, so much. This was so great. I can't wait to share it with everyone. And and for those of you listening, please come tag us on Instagram when you listen. Let us know like what your big takeaways are, what spoke to you, or anything else. And make sure that you check out the show notes as well to see where to find Mackenzie. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Really. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.